I'm Mary Obana. I help people get unstuck. We are all meant to have full joy, pure love, complete fulfillment, and peace. You know what else? Each of us has a light, a unique gift that we are to find and share with the world. It's why we're here. It's who we're meant to be. But sometimes we can get stuck. Join me as I work with spirit to help people from all walks of life receive the messages they need to hear so they can understand what's standing in the way of all the joy, fulfillment, love, and peace they are meant to have so they can get on with a life they're meant to live so they can shine. Real people, real stories, starting now. Hello and welcome to the Shine Podcast. I am glad you're joining me for this episode because today we're going to tackle a subject that I believe is instrumental to becoming more and more of who we truly are. People often ask me what was important to finding my own spiritual connection, and we're going to dive into that specifically today. But first, the question is, why is spiritual connection important anyways? When I think about spiritual connection, I really think it's about guidance to leading you home. Maslow called it self-actualization, defined as self-fulfillment, or to become more and more of what one is, to become everything that one is capable of becoming. I think of it as your true self, who you're meant to be, and spiritual guidance is a way to get you there. On this journey of mine, I know there have been many things that have led me to this moment, but none perhaps greater than the ability to quiet my mind. Quieting my mind has brought me a beautiful kind of peace and has enabled all the allowing to happen. It's opened the door for all the unfolding, enabling me to hear the guidance, that inner voice, that knowing that is always there within each of us. Quieting my mind was instrumental to finding my spiritual connection. Quieting my mind enabled me to find and recognize my light. Quieting my mind has put me on the path where I know I'm meant to be. I've always been healthy, you know, taking care of my body, you know, eating well, well, most of the time, (laughs) exercising, except getting sleep. I used to live on just five hours of sleep, far less than the recommended eight that we're supposed to get. But other than that, I've always lived, I'd like to think, a healthy lifestyle. At least I thought I was living a healthy lifestyle. The one thing I didn't appreciate is taking care of my mind tending to it. I would describe my mind as really busy, (laughs) a mind that doesn't seem to stop, one that's always thinking, whether it's the things you need to get done, rethinking something that happened, working through a business situation, or worrying about your kids, your parents, your family, your friends. I talk a lot about being stuck, you know, that feeling where you aren't where you want to be, or maybe not even knowing that you're stuck at all, right? That's all about being stuck. Well, I was stuck. And so much of it, I now know, 
was because of my busy mind. It is amazing what a busy mind can do. This is the way it can show up for people. A busy mind can be, you know, always evaluating, deciding, planning, worrying, feeling angst, living with stress, you know, comparing yourself to others, making you feel like you haven't done enough, aren't being enough, aren't enough. It can lead to that sense of dissatisfaction with your circumstance or your life, you know, a dissatisfaction you may have never even admitted to yourself, let alone anyone else. A busy mind can put up walls without you even knowing it because all the well-being that's trying to make its way to you is being blocked by the walls. There is an allowing that needs to exist to open yourself to all that goodness that's awaiting you. You've been working so hard, you know, fighting so hard to serve your family, meet your responsibilities, but where are you in all of that? A busy mind can make it really hard to notice, you know, to notice the good stuff that's right in front of you. And most of all, to hear that inner voice that is always there to serve you. So what are you to do? How do you quiet your mind? I'm going to share what I did to quiet mine. And I'll tell you, it changed everything for me. There are many ways to quiet your mind. For some, it's going for a run others a long walk through nature. But the key thing to quieting your mind is being deliberate. It doesn't just happen. It has to be intentional. Quieting your mind means letting go of all the noise, the to-dos. It's getting to that place of silence that exists within all of us. It's where peace is. Meditation is the most obvious form of quieting your mind. But There are many types, and what works for one may not work for another. I became aware of the value of meditation many years ago, so I dove in in earnest, you know, but boy, was it hard for me. I could not quiet my mind. The second I stopped all the doing to meditate, it seemed that the laundry list of things to get done just started whooshing, scrolling rapidly through my mind. For years, I attempted meditation. I tried just about every kind, holding out hope that something would work for me. I tried apps like Headspace, uh, guided meditations with Deepak Chopra, focused meditations like body scan meditations. I tried open monitoring or mindfulness meditations. That's when you are observing your thoughts. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But despite all my efforts, nothing seemed to stick. I would be so hopeful each time I started something, but my mind ultimately would wander and it was over or I'd fall asleep. It seemed to take so much work. It started to feel more like a chore than a respite. When it came to meditation, oh my gosh, nothing was easy for me. It was years of fits and starts, then a few years of nothing at all. But as I got deeper into my whole spiritual journey, I felt this pull back to meditation, this knowing that I needed to try again. In the past, I find myself asking friends, you know, what worked for you? What worked for you? And they would tell me and I would try it. 
But this time I said, you know what? I'm going to do research on my own and I'm going to dive in and really try to understand these different things that are available and see if there's something that really would fit for me. And I'll tell you, I learned so much. So it turns out there is a huge growing body of research on meditation. There are actually even meditation labs at universities like at Yale and UCLA because of its proven benefits, not only mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits, but physical benefits too. It's actually really amazing. So what I learned is there are many types of meditation, but the scientific community has identified three main categories. One is what's called focused attention. This is a type of meditation where you're concentrating, you know, attempting to control your mind by focusing on your breath or your body or an image or an idea like loving kindness. The second is open monitoring or mindfulness meditations where that involves emotionally disengaging and paying attention to what you're experiencing, but without judgment. So you're just observing. The third type is called automatic self-transcending, which is designed to go beyond your own mental activity, enabling the mind to naturally transcend the process of meditation itself. So those are the three types. All of my unsuccessful meditation attempts fell under the first two, focused attention or open monitoring forms of meditation. And I know many people have had great success with these forms. And honestly, had that been the case for me, I would have had no need to look any further. But for me, they weren't a good match for my busy mind. So I needed to try something else. So I decided to learn about the third type, automatic self-transcending. I had heard about transcendental meditation. I had a vague recollection that it was some like cult type thing from the 60s, <laughs> something like that. The truth was I really didn't know anything about it. But I Googled and I quickly learned that all these people did it. Oprah Winfrey, Ellen DeGeneres, Jerry Seinfeld, Jennifer Lopez, Tom Hanks. I mean, all of them claiming how easy it is and how anyone can be trained to do it. And just talking about how much it's impacted their lives. So I dug deeper and it turns out TM is the most widely practiced form of meditation. There's something like over 6 million practitioners of TM. And it also is the most extensively researched meditation technique in the world with over 600 studies having been conducted at places like Harvard, Stanford, Yale, and the National Institutes of Health, the NIH has done an extensive amount of research on TM. And t these research studies have been published in peer-reviewed medical and scientific journals, guess because of its unique ability to reduce stress, increase brain function, all these cardiovascular health benefits, and its impact on managing depression, insomnia, ADHD, PTSD, addiction, all this stuff. Like, who knew, right? But the thing that was particularly intriguing to me was this research study done on self-actualization. Self-actualization is 
the idea, the realization or fulfillment of your talents and potential. So a published meta-analysis, this is when they combine like, you know, all these studies. This was this was a combination of 42 different scientific studies. It reported the effect size of TM on overall self-actualization was three times that of any other form of meditation. I was like, oh, really? That's interesting. Okay, so what is it? What is transcendental meditation. First, it's a very simple technique. Unlike other techniques that involve concentration or control of the mind or clearing the mind of thoughts, TM is completely effortless. Second, it's natural. There's no manipulation or suggestion. Third, anybody can practice it from kids to the elderly. And it's practiced 20 minutes, twice daily, and you could do it anywhere. So you don't need an app or an instructor to guide you, music or a quiet room. You can do it anytime, anyplace, all by yourself. It's also not a philosophy. So it doesn't involve a lifestyle change or only eating certain things or whatever. There's nothing to believe in. It's just a technique. So this is the idea, the way it's explained. Imagine an ocean. The surface is turbulent with wind and waves and lots of noise and activity. But if you go a mile down, it's silent, calm, peaceful, and it's always that way. So a hurricane can be at the surface, but far beneath, it's always quiet. That's the nature of the ocean, active at the surface and silent at its depth. That noisy, turbulent ocean surface is a metaphor for your mind. It's busy with all the to-dos, the planning, the worrying, the evaluating, the focusing, the controlling, you know, a seemingly endless capacity for mental gymnastics. But if you go deep within yourself, just like on that ocean floor, there's always silence, peace, and it's always there. You just have to learn how to get there. So this idea was really interesting to me. I could see how the other methods I had tried had me at the surface, you know, trying to control my thoughts, trying to control or observe the waves. The idea that TM transports you deep within, far beneath and away from the noise, busy waves on the surface to an entirely different place, a place absent of stress, anxiety, guilt, frustration, worry, a place of quiet, that sounded really good to me. And this isn't forcing your mind not to think, because the more we force our mind not to think, the more we actually think. TM is all about not trying. It's just letting it happen naturally without effort, like gravity. The mind wants to feel good. It wants to be happy. It wants peace. So it's just about pointing your mind in the right direction. And that's what the training does. You learn how to do that. So that all made a ton of sense to me. And honestly, after listening to hours of video lectures and reviewing research abstracts and reading about it, I decided to give it a try. So TM is always taught by a certified instructor. It's a technique that's been passed on from teacher to student over thousands of years. So I connected with a TM teacher locally. There are trainers, it turns out, everywhere. And the training is four consecutive days for about 90 minutes a session. And in the first session, it's always with a, you know, with a, of course, a certified trainer or teacher, um, but it's always a private in-person one-to-one session um, because you're given your mantra. 
So mantra is chosen specifically for you. Um, I understand based on what your teacher has gathered about you, it's never to be repeated aloud. It's yours and yours alone. So you're given your mantra and taught how to use it properly. So what's the mantra? So the mantra isn't a chant. Um, I've done that in some other meditations I tried. It doesn't have any meaning. Instead, it's a sound. I kind of think of it like a vehicle that takes you or transports you from that loud ocean surface, that's your busy mind, to the quiet and silence that exists deep within you, kind of that inner calm, which is always there. So I kind of think of my mantra as the thing that transports me from the surface to the quiet. So anyways, on September 9th, 2019, I received my mantra and I was trained um, in transcendental meditation and I have meditated twice daily ever since. It's hard to believe it's already been over a year. Me, the one with a busy mind, unable to hold my attention in meditation, <laughs> unable to stick with a meditation practice because it was so hard. Who knew it was possible? And while I recognize everyone is different, I can attest that for me, this meditation is effortless. It's peaceful. I really enjoy it. And I attribute it as a big part of my awakening. I mean, so much has transpired in my life since I was trained in TM. I feel like my spiritual journey opened up in earnest once I was trained. I know it has been instrumental in my connection to my inner guidance, my spiritual guidance. I also think it's really important to clarify that I don't go into meditation to connect to my guidance during meditation. I meditate to quiet my mind, to dissolve all that stress, to repair my body, to give me the mental acuity and that creativity that I benefit from because of the med meditation, right? So that all is a result of it. Um, so I never connect with my guidance within the meditation. I think that's important. So the evidence-based benefits of TM are really impressive. And I'm just going to rattle through a few of the ones that I found really interesting. So one of them was a Harvard Medical School study uh, found that TM, that during TM, the body almost immediately reaches a state of rest that is far deeper than even the deepest rest reached during sleep. Isn't that amazing? That's like huge. So our bodies accumulate and store tension and stress. And during sleep, we are basically trying to get rid of that. But the deep state of rest that you get during TM allows the body to dissolve the most deeply rooted stress. So we can heal ourselves through TM. So I thought that was really awesome. The second thing is that it's been shown that when you meditate with TM after just 20 minutes, uh, it's been shown that you have a 50% increase in serotonin. That's that happiness hormone. Who doesn't want more of that, right? I mean, and low serotonin levels have been associated with things like depression, insomnia, migraines, addictions. The cool thing is your serotonin levels also don't drop back off when you're finished with your meditation session. So you're able to carry that through your day, which is fantastic. And then there was a nine-year study funded by the NIH. And people who went through that study were at risk. And they experienced over nine this nine-year study a two-thirds drop 
in heart attacks, stroke, and death. Okay, hello? That's kind of crazy. And I thought the other cool thing about that was 80% of the study participants were still doing TM at the end of the nine-year study. That's amazing to me. Um, And TM meditators had a lower hospital admissions rate in every category of disease. There was a two-thirds reduction in cancer, a 93% reduction in neurological diseases, cumulative drops in blood pressure, um, more effective than hypertension medication. There was normalization of insulin resistance. I mean, the list goes on and on. So I kind of wondered how TM compared to other forms of meditation, like what makes it so unique? And what I learned is the TM state apparently is the only experience known to science that engages the total brain and develops the brain holistically with completely integrated orderly brain coherence, which impacts intelligence, creativity, your ability to learn, speech, moral reasoning, and expanded consciousness. So TM is a mental practice, but it has all these ridiculously unbelievable physiological benefits. For me, meditation got me into a healthy state of mind. It's put my busy mind to rest, finally. And it doesn't mean that I don't have busy mind days, believe me. But it's removed the distraction. It definitely has removed the obstacles, you know, those walls that have been standing in the way of all the allowing. TM is a practice. It's like working out um, that I've integrated into my life. I think of it as part of my general health. I know it helps me physically. Um, It's like taking out the trash, right? (laughs) All the stress and tension that can accumulate. Well, now mine doesn't get a chance to build up. I take mine out twice daily. So physically, I know I am as healthy as I've ever been. But equally important, mentally, I'm tuned in. The idea of meditation is that you're taken from this outer realm of the objective world to the inner faculty, you know, which includes the mind, the intellect, the ego, and then finally, ideally, to that deep inner self, you know, that non-changing, what we call pure consciousness. It's where truth lives. Um, it's where we're all connected. It's like getting there is like going home, you know, returning home to where you are, who you are meant to be. My meditations are often different. Sometimes I must be working out more stress than at other times, but as my teacher shared with me, it's all good. Um, It's all exactly as it is to be. We meditate not for what happens within it, but the state we reach because of it, the peace we find and carry with us long after our meditation is complete. That's what meditation is all about. At least that's what TM is all about, and that's what it's been about for me. I think this is why the training is so important because this four-day training, you can share your experience with your teacher. And I remember when I was doing it, my teacher was Irene, but I remember when I was doing it, I would say, ooh, I I, I had this thing. She goes, oh, that's right, that's right, let me explain what's happening. So I thought that was really cool because they can let you know, one, if something needs to be corrected or if it's exactly as it should be. And explaining to you what your experience so you can kind of understand it and that for me has been a big tool because when I go on my own and these things happen I know that it's not because I'm not I'm I'm not doing it wrong I know that that's actually just that's natural so you know does that make sense so anyways that that for me was was really was really great 
And I also love that I can get tune-ups or check-ins anytime I feel like I need it. And, and I've done that a couple of times, and they've been really, really helpful. Um, I can even get retrained if I need to. All of it's included as, as the benefits of being trained on this program. And they're really great. You know, they all want... Um, and they say that the teacher's greatest, you know, responsibility and joy is to make sure that those that they've trained continue in their practice. So they're really devoted to that. And that's all, you know, you don't have to pay for that again or anything. That's all included. So I'm really grateful for TM, the ability to find the quiet and the peace. It'll always be a part of my life. Um, my husband, Michael, has been enjoying the benefits of TM since October of 2019. He got trained like a month after I did. And I am so excited to share that our son, Kai, completely on his own, decided that he wanted to be trained too, which he is this month. As he turns 18, I can't think of a better lifelong gift. Should you be interested in learning more about transcendental meditation, I encourage you to look at it. I mean, See if it's right for you. It's not right for everybody. See if it's right for you. You can visit tm.org. Um, it's a really wonderful resource. It has tons of links to all the research and all this kind of stuff. So it was really helpful for me. Everyone has their own way of finding their quiet, you know, of taming their mind. And there are so many wonderful practices out there. If you don't have a way to find your quiet, commit to yourself to discovering it in whatever way that is for you. It doesn't matter what it is, only that you find it so you can hear that inner voice within that's ready to serve you. Because once you have that quiet in your life, you're going to be guided back home to your true self. And I promise you, you will not regret it. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. I always love hearing your feedback so I can give you more of what you are finding helpful. Also, please remember to get your questions in for the Q&A episode later this fall. If you have a question for me that you want me to answer on the podcast, you can visit maryobana.com slash podcast to send or record your question. I can't wait to hear them. Thank you for joining me for this episode. As always, be kind and shine. Until next time, take it easy.